It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to discuss Kevin Porter Jr. and the Cavs falling out with their former first round pick. We're going to talk about what to watch for in this Denver Nuggets game tonight and talk more about how Shea is taking the next steps in his path to becoming an all-star. But let's start with Kevin Porter Jr. This is the hottest topic around the NBA right now. It came out this morning in The Athletic that Kevin Porter Jr. and the Cavs are no longer working together and the Cavs are either going to release him or trade him after a locker room outburst in which Kevin Porter Jr. found out that his locker placement was different, and they had given his old locker to Torin Prince, who they just acquired in that four-team deal in the James Harden trade. So they gave Prince the old locker, and they moved Porter Jr. to an area in which the young players and the end of the bench players are at. So basically, he got sent to the non-cool kids table at lunch and had a hissy fit about it. He also began throwing food, which at this point you have to question if food throwing is just the Cavs' culture. After you see J.R. Smith throwing hot soup at a Cavs assistant a few years ago, and now you're seeing Kevin Porter Jr. throw food in his own right. This is all on the heels of a car accident in November in which he was arrested with different charges, including marijuana and possession of a firearm. Those charges were dropped, but he also has alleged domestic violence incidents in his past that still are ongoing and could have charges coming with it. That's kind of up in the air and something that's very underreported about Kevin Porter Jr. I, in fact, did not know about this until the host of Locked On Cleveland Baseball told me about it, and I was able to look into it some more. Thanks to Jeff, again, Locked On Cleveland baseball team, if you want to go subscribe to that as well. Now, Kevin Porter Jr. has not played this year due to personal reasons, and so the Cavs, again, want to either cut him or trade him. Now, immediately the thing becomes thunder culture, and it becomes, you know, why would the Thunder do this? They would never bring someone in who doesn't fit thunder culture. They've done this before. Now, again... I, we can throw out the names that they've done it with. Dion Waiters is not someone who screams Thunder culture. Dennis Schroeder is not someone who screams Thunder culture. Enos Cantor is not someone who screams Thunder culture. Markeith Morris certainly is not. Nerlens Noel is not. Now, none of them, in my opinion, had anything in their past that is like what KPJ is potentially dealing with here. I don't want to compare 
KPJ getting in a car accident and then possibly also being involved in, in domestic violence to Nerlens Noel eating a hot dog in the middle of the game in Dallas. So like those two things are uncomparable to me. But the Thunder have taken a chance on guys who do not scream Thunder culture. And for the time being in Oklahoma City, there were no issues. And then Deion Waiters goes to Miami. And then all of a sudden in Miami, he's on a plane with the team and he's high off gummies. So, you know, th that's kind of Thunder culture in itself that they have this past of riding the wrong with him. Uh, to me, I can't predict what Sam Presti is going to value uh, in terms of, you know, what he thinks about Kevin Porter Jr.'s past. Uh, I think that you should trust him. So if he brings in Kevin Porter Jr., obviously he feels confident that this organization can, you know, turn his career around and turn his life around and, and make sure that these off the court incidents are staying isolated and staying in the past. But the big point I've seen is fans worried about bringing this guy in because of the off the court stuff. And I think that to bring him in, that would mean that Sam Presti signs off on him. And at that point you're trusting Sam Presti, but also you have to remember that each player on this team is an individual. They all have their own thoughts and they all have their own morals. This is not some weird after school special where all of a sudden Kevin Porter Jr. can peer pressure Shea into doing something Shea didn't want to do. Like that was the big thing I saw like on Reddit and stuff of fans like saying, oh, is this the guy you want around Shea? I don't care who's around Shea. I think that Shea is his own man and Shea is going to either do bad things off the court or he's not. And it's not going to be due to Kevin Porter Jr. that he does or doesn't do good things. So to me, as long as Sam Presti signs off on it, I don't have any issue with Kevin Porter Jr. being in this Thunder culture because I don't think that Kevin Porter Jr. of all people can end it, right? He can't be the reason why you no longer have a good culture. Look, if you trade for Kevin Porter Jr., you are giving up a couple second-round picks. If you sign him outright, if he gets released and he clears waivers and you sign him, you're giving him around the minimum. And you have the cleanest cap sheet possible moving forward. Like you have so much money at your disposal moving forward that you can cut Kevin Porter Jr. in the drop of a pin and it wouldn't matter. It would not impact your future. It would not impact anything at all. It would just be a drop in the bucket. That's how clean your cap sheet is. So the Thunder would take absolutely no risk in this because I don't think that there's a risk of him rubbing off on Shea. Again, I think that that's kind of silly that these guys are all grown men and they can make their own decisions. I'm sure that you have a coworker who you do not align with morally that does not rub off on you because you can make your own decisions. And I also think that this system has been put in place to where from the top down, GM, coach, whomever, they have a strong enough foundation and a strong enough belief in the way that they do business here in Oklahoma City that everyone buys into it. It's impressive that George Hill and Al Horford have bought into the system. Those are two guys who do not need to do that. Those are two guys who know right now that this is just a stopgap. This is just a stepping stone to their next team, to their next competitive bunch. But they care about meeting the expectations of this organization. And so if they feel like they can get that out of Kevin Porter Jr., then by all means do it. Because if he does start acting out and he does start uh, becoming a problem, guess what? You can waive him at literally no cost. Like, it would just be ridiculous how easily they can move on from Kevin Porter Jr. I don't know what's been going on in his past. I just know it's been reported so far. So I can't really speak on the person, Kevin Porter Jr. From a basketball sense, this is a chance to grab a former first-round pick on a team that's rebuilding, a team that's trying to shift the odds. And to do that, you need to acquire as many lottery tickets as you can. And that's what first round talents are. They're lottery tickets, hoping to pay off big in the future and hoping to grab that next 
uh, franchise-changing player or, or a really good contributor. And for Kevin Porter Jr., he's a former 30th overall pick in 2019. Many thought that at that time he fell way too low in the draft. I mean, he was projected to be a lottery pick. This is a lottery-like talent uh, that you're seeing on the floor right now. His per 36 numbers are 15 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 33% from beyond the arc. It's not the fun answer. It's not like this amazing plant-your-flag take that everyone likes to have. This is a a, a point here in a, in a position here that you just have to take of wait and see. Wait and see what Sam Presti finds out. He'll know more information about Kevin Porter Jr. than we ever will. So if Sam Presti signs off on it, sure, so be it. If we're only looking at it from the scope of basketball, would you rather have a roster spot of Kevin Porter Jr., a young, uh, cheap, and talented with immense upside player, or have the roster spot of Darius Miller? Like, that's what you're really deciding here on the court. And that's all that you and I can really talk about because we just simply do not know the truth and we don't know every little detail about Kevin Porter Jr.'s past the same way Sam Presti will when and if he makes this decision or if he even, you know, considers this as a possibility. But on the court-wise, I'm all in on bringing in Kevin Porter Jr. And then off the floor, there's still so much to find out. Obviously, his past is not great. And I think that on the court, if you just kind of erase what he's done off the floor, which you can't do, but if you did erase that just to have a conversation about basketball, I think that on the court, you absolutely take the shot because there's a chance it pays off big for you. If you add Kevin Porter Jr. and he turns out to be a, a first-round talent and you now have a, a group of guys with first-round talent being Teo Maldon has first-round talent, Poku has first-round talent, Kevin Porter Jr. has first-round talent, Darius Baisley has first-round talent. Whatever player you draft with your second pick in the first round this year has first-round talent. And you add that to the best pick you have in 2021, wherever that lands at five or four, wherever it lands at. You have that pick. You have Shea and you have Dort. That is a heck of a foundation and heck of a core. That's what it does for you moving forward. What it does for you this year is it would take away a roster spot from like a Darius Miller-like player who's not playing at all anyway. And it would take away minutes from probably Kenny Hustle. I know we all love Kendrick Williams, but it would take away minutes from him. I think that it would be well worth it in the sense of that KPJ's upside is immense as a basketball player. So let me know on Twitter what you would do. Do you want the Thunder to go after Kevin Porter Jr. Or do you want them to pass on Kevin Porter Jr.? Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Also, go check out our good friends over at betonline.ag. Football season is in full swing right now, and the NFL postseason is heating up. It's in the conference championship round. It has everything you'd ever want for Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Lots of good matchups this weekend. Go bet on all of them at betonline.ag. You can also bet on college hoops. You can bet on... Every single NBA game the way we do here on this podcast with every single Thunder game, which we're going to get to later on in the show. I am betting on the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend in Arrowhead to advance once again to the Super Bowl. So do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. This is Jake from Locked On. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When this podcast is over, go check out Locked on NBA on Tuesdays. East meets West on Locked on NBA. Wes Goldberg, the Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Locked on Warriors, and Dave Ramel, the host of Locked on Heat, tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day coast to coast. Subscribe to Locked on NBA podcast wherever you get your podcast from. It's a great show to keep you up to date on what's happening around the association as we keep you up to date on what's happening in Oklahoma City as this is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So tonight, the Thunder are back in action against the Denver Nuggets. They're going to be on the road traveling to Denver after having their game on Sunday postponed at home against the 76ers. We still do not have an injury report as of now. I'll be tweeting that out today at 12.30 Central Standard Time. So follow me on Twitter for that at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Thank you to everyone who's been DMing me and tweeting at me all these screenshots of like ESPN and CBS using me as a source on injury report updates. That's been pretty awesome to see. I wouldn't have otherwise seen that without all of you flooding my DMs and ads with them. I really like seeing that. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that for me. Uh, So thank you sincerely for that. Uh, But we'll let you know the injury report by 1230 this afternoon. The big questions to watch for is Al Horford. He's been out with personal issues with no timeline to return. Uh, So we have not gotten an update from him because the game was canceled right before. We talked with Mark on Sunday. It was an off day on Monday to travel, so we did not get to talk to Mark on Monday. And we won't get to talk to Mark again today on Tuesday until right before the game tips off. Uh, Ty Jerome is still out with a left ankle sprain as of now. But Mark has talked before about how it's kind of a, a moving timeline with that, so we're still just waiting around for him to uh, get that ankle sprain healed up on the left ankle. Trevor Reza, of course, still not with the, not with the team. Uh, but with the Nuggets on their last injury report going into the last game they played, uh, the only one listed was MPJ with the health and safety protocols. I'm not sure where Michael Porter Jr. is at with the COVID and where when he started his quarantine and when he'll be out. So he could be out for this game. He could not be out for this game. But that's kind of the guy you need to keep a watch on as he obviously obliterated the Thunder in the bubble in their seeding games uh, just a few months ago in Disney World. It's hard to believe that was only a few months ago. So what should you watch for in this game? Well, my big thing to watch for is Shea. And I know, I know it's a cop-out answer. That's what we're watching for every single game, dude. But with Shea, the last time we saw him play was Friday. And he spearheads a 22-point comeback against the Chicago Bulls. And if you missed the podcast over the weekend where I recapped that game, Shea was very aggressive. And it was almost as if you could see the 
the switch flip for Shea, where he becomes very aggressive and he just takes control of this team and realizes this is his franchise now. Not only is this his team, but this is his franchise now. And you saw him take it upon himself to get this Thunder team back in that game and to help them win that game and to will them to overtime. And even in that overtime, while the box score of that overtime does not look good, you know I do not play the results only. If you watched what happened, he was being aggressive. He was looking for shots for himself. And that's what we've been asking Shea to do. And if those shots would have fallen in, everyone is rejoicing. But those shots were quality enough looks. And that's the kind of looks we want him to take as Thunder fans. Everyone's been crying and complaining. Why is he only taking 10 shots a game? Why is he taking 10 shots against the Spurs? Well, he looked for his shots. He hunted his shots and they didn't go down in overtime. But at least he was hunting good shots and not passing up good ones to try to find great ones for lesser offensive players who stand next to him. So I don't even care so much that the shots didn't fall in overtime. They were good looks and they were looks I want my franchise player taking. So can he continue that aggressiveness tonight against Denver? So in the last six games for Shea, which includes a game against L.A. in which L.A. just focused in on him and, and him alone and just tried to take him away from the entire contest. In the last six games for Shea, he's averaging 24 points per game, a steal per game, six assists, six rebounds, 80% from the line, 59% from the floor, and 50% from deep. That is all-star level production. I mean, that is some all-star level production. It was a hot take to say that he was going to score 24 points per game this season. He's just about doing that the last six games. In that same stretch, Shea is getting to the line 6.7 times per game. That is an impressive number, and that's how you become an elite score in this game. That is how you take your game to the next step. Getting to the line, getting fouls, scoring that way, that takes you from you know, good player to all-star player to superstar player to great player. He has also dramatically improved his free throw percentage, obviously, in the last six games, shooting 80% from the line. That's not even including some of the big shots he's hit. I mean, the game winner against Charlotte, the game sender into overtime, the game tying shot against uh, Chicago on Friday. Had a really good look against Utah at the buzzer uh, to try to beat them in game two. Obviously, that one does not fall in. But you want to see Shea come out here and be aggressive and allow that to carry over from now until the end of the year. Because he's been a little up and down in terms of his field goal attempts. Kind of been all over the place. You go 20-20 the first two games, and then 10-10 the next two games, and then 17-15, 17-14, 16-10, Like, that is all over the board for Shea's field goal attempts, and you want to see him consistently being aggressive. On the flip side of that coin, he's playing unselfish right now, and the same way I talk about with Mark, I praise Mark's system about how it generates open looks, and eventually he's going to have players around him that'll hit the shots that he's creating for them in his offense. Same thing with Shea. If Shea continues to play unselfishly and continues to play selflessly, you can build any kind of team you want around him because he will form his game around what's best for the team. He is super selfless and he's going to do whatever it takes. But you want to see Shea continue to have that kind of edge about him. I mean, just thinking back to how excited he got in that game, how how just emotional he played on Friday. 
was big. And you want to see that swagger and passion continue. Because you're playing a, a good Nuggets team. And a Nuggets team that can provide you a really big measuring stick for this season. Not just this road trip. We're going to talk about what the Nuggets game can mean for the Thunder moving forward. We're also going to talk about Darius Baisley and what to watch for with him. Hamadou Diallo. And also, we're going to dive into Isaiah Roby and Kenny Hustle in this game. And we'll have the bet of the game and the money ball prediction of the game, which you guys can get involved in by tweeting at me your predictions at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can also email them lothunderpod at gmail.com. If you can be better than I am at the bets and of the Moneyball predictions, then you will win a prize at the end of the year. Newsflash, it's not that hard to be better than me at these betting and predictions. I am not off to a good start this year, so hop on in at Ryland underscore Styles. I do want to tell you about our good friends over at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is an amazing auto parts store that's serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you could have been going to rockauto.com, but instead, you were wasting money at dealerships and at auto parts stores around town. It is It was a totally a disaster, and now you can fix that and can right that wrong by going to rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection. They have reliable low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. I love their website because it's so perfectly laid out for me, and I do not have to know anything that I'm looking for. I just have to put my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting money on parts I don't need and parts that won't fit in my car. So that is a lifesaver for someone like me who is on the hunt for different car parts at various times. I would have no idea where to even start if not for their amazing website. So whenever you go on over to rockauto.com, tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. rockauto.com, amazing selection, Reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We are back on Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Right now, head on over to Chad Ford's big board when the show is over and listen to Chad Ford break down the NBA draft. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on full display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford NBA Big Board Podcast with draft guru Chad Ford in his first big board of the year with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and so many more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, which will be a helpful resource coming up this year for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So let's talk now about this game and talk more about what to watch for in this contest. 
I want to see Darius Baisley make the offensive adjustments. Mark talked about how he is getting into this new, you know, lifestyle in the NBA where people are game planning for him and people are trying to attack him with their defense because they understand that he has that offensive ability to beat you. So you've got a game plan for him. He was not a part of game plans a year ago, and he's adjusting to that. And I want to see him start to break out of this offensive slump. I just cannot wait for him to turn the corner on this slow start offensively. And then another thing to watch for is defensively, who is he guarding? Because he's been taking on all comers. He's been taking on top assignments. I mean, he had that week where he's defending Jimmy Butler, Zion, Julius Randle, KD. I mean, he's, he's defending everyone that you could ever imagine in the NBA, all types of different players. In this game, does Darius Baisley get the Jokic assignment? Or does Isaiah Roby guard Jokic? Who's guarding Jokic? It doesn't even matter. I mean, Jokic can embarrass even elite defenders, much less Darius Baisley and Isaiah Roby, who are kind of underqualified size-wise to, to take on Jokic. So I am just at a loss, and I'm glad I'm not the one having the game plan for Jokic at any time at, with any team, much less this roster construction. That is a much harder job than talking into a microphone, so I'm glad I don't have that job to just kind of game plan on how you stop this superhuman athlete. But nonetheless, who is going to get that assignment tab to them? Because Roby has been a competitive defender all year, and I've been touting that phrase, competitive defender, that he's been trying his best pretty much and just forcing you to make shots over him. You're not scoring on him because he's bad. You're scoring on him because he's too small to be guarding fives in the NBA. But there's not much anyone can do, even with a size advantage over Jokic, to stop him. So how much competitive defense can Roby play on Jokic? Same with Basley. What are you going to do here? And then his playmaking creates such an advantage for Denver that what does Lou Dort do? Is Lou Dort going to have a, a rougher night for his standards defensively just due to how great of a playmaker Jokic is? It'd be so fun to watch that matchup and that count and cat and mouse game because the Thunder, surprisingly, have been one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. I mean, they've been really fun to watch defensively. They've just found ways to play a five-man defense and just attack the basketball. I don't know how that's going to work against Denver. And to that point, do you have a lot of Kenny Hustle minutes? We have not seen Kenny Hustle play a game since Friday whenever he was in the closing lineups for Oklahoma City. How much trust does Mark have in him now? And how much does that alter Mark's rotations, if at all? We'll monitor how much Kenny Hustle does get to play. And then the last player to watch for, I think, is going to be Diallo, because we've seen him now have a good week and then a bad week. Really good in New York, really good in the games after New York for a little bit, was making the right reads, making the right decisions, was cutting down on jump shots, was being not was not, was not being selfish, and was playing the right way. And then, all of a sudden, the last two games, he's been really bad. And he's even gotten like 13 minutes a game. He's just not been what he was a week ago at this time. Is he falling back into old habits? Is that just a couple bad games? We still do not really know where Diallo's at. Just as we do not know where this team is at. And so, to me, this stretch right here, starting in Denver, 
is going to be the measuring stick stretch for Oklahoma City all year long. We're going to know, right? I've been saying all week and all month, we still do not know anything about Oklahoma City yet. You should not move off of your position that you had coming into this year. If you came into the season saying this team was going to tank, that should not change based on what we've seen so far. And if you came into the year saying that Oklahoma City would be competitive and that they'd be better than you think and that they would be a play-in team, then you also, to this point, should not have changed your stance yet. But I truly believe that when this stretch of games is over, barring any injuries or COVID protocols changing things and changing rosters around, then you will know what this team is. Because you're heading on the road to take on the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Clippers, the Blazers, and the Suns. And then you return home to take on the Nets. And the Nets at this time have now James Harden and Kevin Durant. And by January 29th, they'll have Kyrie Irving. So from now until the end of the month, this is where the Thunder are going to separate themselves from somebody's preseason prediction. If you play a healthy Nuggets, Clippers, Blazers, and Suns, and Nets, whatever your record is at the end of that, wherever you stand after that, and as teams kind of rise and fall away from this middle where they're all clumped up right this moment, that's where you're going to be at. And we'll have a better indication of where this season is heading after this stretch of games. So let's get into the Thunder bet of the game. Uh, right now, our good friends over at betonline.ag sign up for a free account today and use promo code Locked On get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They have it set for Thunder plus 9.5, making the Nuggets a 9.5-point favorite. They've got to win by 10 points in this one. I think that the Thunder cover, the Thunder are plus 9 in this one for me, 9.5 for me, uh, and so that they're going to lose by no more than 9 points. I do not think Oklahoma City wins outright but I do think that they cover plus nine and a half. Also, in this one, it's one of only two games tonight, so there should be more attention on Oklahoma City, more than there ever has been so far this season, as they're one of just two games on TV right now, or, you know, tonight coming up. Uh, but the Thunder Moneyball prediction for who leads this team in three-pointers made tonight, I have Mike Muscala. I think he's in line for a really big game off the bench. You can play along at home, by sending me in your uh, bet of the game and your Thunder Moneyball of the game at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can also email them, lothunderpod at gmail.com. We will be back after this contest is over to recap the game against the Denver Nuggets. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Be good. And be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Perfect ending to a historic day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.